out there in the CBC universe, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. Man, fuck the coronavirus. It's all about the Coors virus, bruh. I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And I'm Chris, late stage capitalism gossetus. Wow. Comic stuff. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by a special guest, none other than Joey Devine of BitForce. Oh, yeah. Uh, Glad to be on the show. First time, won't be the last time. Something heroes get remembered, but legends never die. What? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you either live long enough to come on the pod a second time, or <laughs> yeah, or start your own podcast, Uh-oh. and then only do it like maybe three times and then quit. Uh, <laughs> all right, so we've got Joey in from Bitforce, uh, super awesome nerdcore band. Gonna be talking about Super Bit Fest uh, a little later in the show. If you're in San Antonio and you're listening to this episode, you're gonna want to hear the deets on that one. I guarantee it. Mm. Where can they? Uh, where can they find you, Joey, on your social? Uh, you can find me at either um, at Bitforce Band or at Super Bit Fest. Uh, whatever you kind of you know. For anything, anything, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, those are the two, uh, you know, call signs, call tags, nice. tags. I don't know yeah, what you call got them. Those, yeah, I got those early. You got that yeah. synergy going. That's what you want. That's what you yeah, want yeah. in 2020. <laughs> you want synergy and sanitizer. Those are the things we need. I mean, gr- I mean, oh, no. I was going to say grande if you can get it, but that's only select area codes. But you didn't say spectrum. You said synergy, and that's something yeah, else. That's cool. I do have grande, though, so, you know. Lucky you. you be jealous. Lucky motherfucker. Yeah, be jealous. Be yeah, jealous, guys. I'm very jealous. Um, let's let's see here. We're going to go down real quick on the, the rundown sheets. We've got a big shakeup in the Disney world, which, of course, affects Marvel and the MCU. And and when we get to our key issue, it might affect things that you wouldn't even consider possible. Mm. It's a tease, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. We've got, finally, if you can believe it, I know that you would never think this was going to happen. We've got Star Wars news. (laughs) Uh, But it's it's not Obi-Wan. It's not Mandalorian. Something entirely different. We have possibly the first mutant sighting in the MCU. We're going to definitely hit that. We mm. got a couple of first looks. Woody Harrelson in Venom 2. We've also got a first look at Matt Reeves' Batman and um, Battinson in the outfit. Along with uh, possibly, I guess you could call this a production mishap. Whoopsie. And uh, Harrison Ford doesn't give a shit about Star Wars. We'll tell you why. Nostalgia. We love those member berries. We're going to be talking a relic of the 90s. A handheld that will soon be held once again. In your hands. From Hasbro. In your hands. That's all I got to say about that. Um... (laughs) awkward and our key issue is going to be uh 
I would say, I guess we could call this the DC uh, Marvel crossover, but it, it really is so much more than uh, what you might be led to believe. It's not just your run-of-the-mill 90s mashup cash grab. could be so much more, and we're going to talk about all of those things. Um, all right, guys, let's jump in. And, oh, so I'll, I want to I give the listeners a little uh, behind-the-curtains thing. So originally, Joey was going to come on. He's going to tell us about it before. We're going to talk about that for, two, for sure as well, uh, bit for, the Super Bit Fest. But um, he was going to come in, and we we're going to talk about the you know the key issue, the, the, the roundtable discussion. But he's graced us with his presence for the entire episode. So round of sound for Joey, please. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joey. Um, okay, so that's kind of crazy news. And it's funny because, again, this is a real, like, Snowpiercer situation. We've got a, a head and a tail. These kind of connect to the end what? of the show. You'll see. You'll see. Bob Me? Iger. Bob Iger is out at Disney and is being replaced by another Bob. The Bobs. This is this <laughs> office space? Bob Chapik. Chapik? What do you got, Chris? I know. I mean, uh, I know. I say these wrong all the time. What? What do you got? Yeah. No, no. I, I think I'm going like hard French on this one. So, chape. Uh, chape. Chep, okay. It's, is that right? I don't. I don't even think it is right. What do you think it is, Joey? Uh, it's definitely chapstick. You know, chapstick. I think they... <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely Bob's Burt's Bees. <laughs> it's like a Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. <laughs> So here's the weird thing about this. Um, many people consider Bob Iger to be the, the best CEO of Disney since Walt Disney. Um, he's 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 the one that kind of gave the power to Kevin Feige and and stepped back and said, all right, fake, you know, fakes, just do your thing, which has led to like 20, whatever, 24 number one openings at the box office. Um. You know, MCU has become a thing under Bob Iger. The Galaxy's Edge theme park, uh, sort of under Bob Iger. But that's actually kind of where this gets interesting, because Bob Iger steps down, steps out, and Bob Chapsick is he's prior to this he was um, heading up the Disney Parks division. But it's kind of it's a weird move because again, Bob Iger from for all. For all we know, has has been kind of beloved. Um, hasn't really made a misstep in terms of of how he was running the company. I mean, granted, I mean beyond the existential question of is Disney monopolizing entertainment, and you know how big of a problem is that? That's a that's another conversation. But in terms of like, in terms of like providing entertainment that people like and kind of growing the brand, Bob Iger was doing a great job. Uh, Chris, what do you what do you think about this? What do you think prompted this move? And we don't know, right? We really don't know. Yeah, uh, I, I know that it was kind of scheduled that he was going to transition at some point, like mm-hmm. uh, kind of like not being like the head position, but like right. still uh, facilitating things. Um, it's sort of weird, right? It's not really the Seinfeld thing where you want to go out on top because he just launched the the Disney Plus service. Mm-hmm. Um, Going gangbusters with Mandalorian, so uh, I don't really see. It's not like it's not like he, he didn't have to appease anybody. I don't think. Uh, I hope that Bob Iger is a massive troll and is on Reddit hard, 
and just wants to like see what the conspiracy theories are. He's like, ah, this will fuck with everybody. Yeah, I mean, that's. I guess if you had billions of dollars and just nothing better right? to do, that's, like, you yeah, know, yeah. that or you could uh, you could make a you know you could buy your way into the Democratic Party and <laughs> debates. Nice. Uh, Joey, what do you do? You think ultimately Bob Chappick is 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 this going to actually make a difference, or do you think like Disney's kind of on auto auto mode, where you know as long as Kevin Feige's still heading up Marvel Studios, like they should be fine? Um, you know it's it's kind of hard to say. I I think you know with the after like Endgame. You know that was kind of like it, and the like kind of like Marvel. I mean, there's no. I know there's gonna be like more Marvel movies coming out, but like that was that was the I end mean, of the saga. Yeah, like, yeah that yeah. was that was a pretty big like. Well, anything after this is just another movie kind of thing. Like, as far as as far as like I think that's at least how I felt. Right. Um, and then you know with uh, Disney Plus like rolling out, you know I think he kind of waited right to where it's like okay, it's doing good, you know, and um. It seems like just actually like a good place to leave as far as time wise. Like there's not really much going on, uh, you know, and this would be a good like chance to like train someone else to like, you know, be in the stead. Um, on top of that, like also like I guess I was reading it up. It was like 14 years uh, he's been doing this, you know. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you look at the let's go to like uh, to like Game of Thrones, you know, um, the last season. They just wanted to get the fuck out of there. Like, that right. was it, you know? Like, and you could tell. And, it, and everything think, suffered for it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And I think I think we were, uh, you know, he may have been trying to, like, possibly feel that. And then, you know, before he gets to that point, let's let uh, someone else head up, uh, you know, Disney. It's, a, it's an astute point. Uh, you know, I did a little bit of research in, Chris, kind of to your point. Apparently, the transition was supposed to take place in the next two to three years. Um, was oh. kind Was kind of the sort of scuttlebutt around it. So this, oh. this did take a lot of people kind of off guard, you know, but, uh, but I think Joey, I think that's a great point. Maybe he just like looked in the mirror one day. He's like, you know what? Um, I'm kind of done. I'm out. Like I, I did everything I wanted to do. And you know, I want to just fly hang gliders or whatever <laughs> billionaires do drop <laughs> little bags of shit on poor people. I don't know. I don't know what they do. <laughs> Um, it's definitely what they do. But, you know, it's kind of interesting that you, you uh, Joey, you said, like, well, maybe this is a good time to leave because, you know, the, the, the Marvel saga is kind of at an end, and we'll see where it goes from here. Of course, they have a lot more stuff planned, but, like, the Infinity Saga is done. And then the Skywalker Saga is done, right? Right. And that brings us to our next topic, which is Star Wars. They're, the new thing for Star Wars is going to be something called Star Wars the high republic and you know chris and i talked about this on a previous episode where we were trying to guess as to what um you know uh, uh, disney kept hinting at like they're going to go in a new direction after the skywalker saga and what's it going to be and you know for anyone that plays video games um knights of the old republic is like a huge thing within the star wars community and the video game community that's what you am yeah, we kind of thought, like, maybe that's where it goes. And it looks like Star Wars, with Star Wars The High Republic, they released a trailer, and it looks like it's going to it's gonna be multimedia. It's going to cover movies and video games and possibly streaming series, um, which is pretty crazy. Uh, I, I'm not surprised, but it's... 
interesting that they're going to be that ambitious right off the bat. Mm. Um, so kind of going again, going back to the to the Bob Iger thing, maybe you know now we've got this new Star Wars thing. So he's like, all right, I'm out. Like I'm done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I I could agree to that. Yeah, and the thing is, like you said, 14 years. Um, geez, like that's a high stakes position, you know, like. I don't even know if we could understand the level of stress that probably comes along with, you know, every decision you make can literally change millions of people's lives and fortunes. Uh, yeah, and he hadn't really taken an L, right? Yeah. I mean, all these things, like you said, each Marvel MCU film keeps opening at number one. Like, that's going to end sometime. Uh, right. Yeah, get out before you take, start taking L's. Sure. Uh, I'm really, I guess this is my one thing. Like, I'm fine with the transition. I just hope Bob uh, Chappick doesn't interfere with what Kevin Feige is doing. Mm. You know, because that's, that's the golden goose. That dude is a savant. We talk about him all the time. High praise. Like, he's OP, whatever. He, you know, just let him do his thing. How How, he, how certain are you that the Epcot Center is going to show up in Winter Soldier again. <laughs> <And> Falcon. <laughs> oh, you know what? That's, man, that's a good point. And we didn't put this on the Slack. I forgot to, we'll just talk about it real quick. I'll throw it in here. Uh, we'll get back to the Star Wars thing in a second. Um, apparently they had to do some <clears throat> reshoots for um, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Because the first two episodes center around a biological weapon that's a virus. Oh, man. And I think originates from China. So, oh, shit. So Disney's getting out ahead of it. They've already scheduled reshoots and rewrites. They're going to have to basically redo the first two episodes of the show. Yeah, Everything man. was already in the can. Like, that's the, the, the 9-11 Spider-Man debacle. Yeah. You know, that's that's pretty nuts. So it's crazy. I mean, I, I'm not really that worried. I feel like they're going to be capable to make that transition happen. Mm-hmm. But uh, but that's really interesting that uh, real world events are affecting these uh, fictional narratives like that. But yeah, let's get back to the Star Wars thing. So so High Republic, uh, the trailer again features a lot of things. There's there's a uh, Darth Revan uh, kind of rumor floating around. Uh, names that are already being attached to some of these Star Wars properties: Keanu Reeves. Kid Harrington from Game yeah. of Thrones. Joey, you mentioned Game of Thrones earlier. Uh, Joey, what do you what do you ultimately want to see from a High Republic uh, franchise, Star Wars franchise? Honestly, I didn't really want to see it at all. <laughs> oh, okay. Like, yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't. Uh, I was hoping for something that was already written. Um, you know, that's already kind of been established, and then to bring to like the big screens. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I was. Uh, you know, back in the day, I read a lot of the. Um, you know, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Um, absolutely love the the comic series or the graphic novel, mm-hmm. and uh, it was it was fantastic. It was you know they have so much content there mm-hmm. that I just really really wanted to see that brought to life. It didn't maybe maybe not even the big screen, but like a TV series something. Um, and then you know with the High Republic, it seems. I mean, this is kind of like I haven't really read too much into it, but just like watching that trailer that they put out, it was like, well, we're gonna throw a bunch of random people in uh, this room, and you know, we're gonna make up some stuff and on the fly, maybe not on the fly, but it just that's what it seemed like. It didn't seem yeah. something like, you know, I don't know. Um, 
it just seems like some sort of melting pot of like all these artists and uh, writers to come up with this, which could be something really, really awesome. Uh, so I, I guess my opinion is um, I'm not really sure until it, yeah. until it really comes out because yeah. I mean I love Star Wars, but you know I was I was really hoping for uh, you know something that's already been established like brought to life. Yeah. So like the legend stuff, right? What they call yeah. Star Wars legends now. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and, and like you said, it is so early that, that maybe they do. Maybe they ultimately do grab some of those stories and adapt them in a way. Sure. Uh, and that, that would be cool, too. Um, I think you're right. I think there's a total wealth of stories that are available that they would be remiss to, to just skip over and not look at. You know, you brought up the, the room of, like, creative people uh, – trying to flesh out this universe or whatever. And I immediately got like terrible PTSD from when, um, Paramount did that with the transformers franchise. (laughs) And they were like, we've got 20 of the most creative people in Hollywood and in comic books and in music. Like what? Wait, what? Why music? But, um, and they're like, we're going to, we're going to really redefine the Michael Bay transformers universe. And it's like, wait, no, what? And then, they came out with that last night movie with um, Anthony Hopkins. Like that, oh, that was yeah. born out of that, that like brain trust. And I'm just like, nope, this isn't nobody asked for this. Literally <laughs> nobody. Uh, nobody wanted Arthurian legend in Transformers mashed into a fucking shit show. Nobody asked for that. Um, so I did, I did like Bumblebee though. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I did too. I yeah. it's it's like I know we're in like the we do it all the time. We're in the darkest timeline. Um, the 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 not darkest timeline version of the Earth is where they got Bumblebee as the first Transformers movie. You know, and they just built from that. That would be yeah. Because they did. I did. I like that movie a lot too. I thought they did a great job. Plus the 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 uh, Cybertron scenes were amazing. It's like everything. I don't know. It's everything I ever wanted. Yeah, it was it was it was pretty it was pretty gorgeous. I was yeah, I enjoyed it. Chris, what do you uh what do you hope to see out of the Star Wars High Republic? Or what do you I, hope they avoid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I kind of like I was intrigued by the whole like writers room type of thing they had going on, right? Like um they kind I hope that they realize uh that this is a huge universe like like we keep saying, like the best thing George Lucas did was give us the primer. This is like this is where you set your stories, and your stories can be fucking anything. Right, uh, go for it. It can be about a droid re- a revolution if you want to. It's kind of like shout out to uh, Rogue One um, with what's her face. I forget her L3. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they can be about just smugglers and like fucking around. Um, that's kind of what I want to see. I, I, I yeah. kind of want to see like somebody, you know, just get the full backing of Lucasfilm. And uh, or Disney, I guess, at this point, and just whatever lane they feel mo- the most comfortable in. Like, if they wanted to do like a Star Wars podcast or something like that, and it's all like kind of like a scripted radio drama type of thing. Oh, yeah, please be, go in that venue. Yeah, I, 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 that would be awesome. If it's like a short form animation thing that they just throw up on YouTube, that'd be great. I just want to see people who are creative and passionate about Star Wars, like kind of we are. Uh, given like free reign and kind playing of like, that playing in that sandbox. Yeah, the step of a... yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, besides, other than that, I think the thing I really want to see is uh, like a burnout Jedi, kind of like um, finding some you know some kind of nice Dagobah Dagobah Kush, and, like rolling it up so good, and then like lighting it with his lightsaber and making <laughs> it like 
I'll show you the High Republic. <laughs> no, 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 dude. He, that's that's where he turns to his his friend and he goes, like, "Hey, hey, hey, Kedon, I've got the high ground." <laughs> you know, I, I noticed, Chris, that you mentioned. You know, you just want to see a bunch of creative people play in this you know, in this arena, in the sandbox. Yep. And it really felt, and look, man, I'm here for it. But it felt kind of like a little bit like a pitch to to Bob Chappick. Be like, hey, man, we're here. You also mentioned podcasts. We're here. <laughs> like, get us on that sweet Disney payroll, please. You know me, baby. If they're cutting checks, I, I want one. I, I like it. I like where your mind is. I like where your head's at. Um, you send us the episode straight to them. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. See what happens. Yeah. You know. You know. You never know, man. You know, things. The force, you know, works in mysterious ways. <laughs> uh, all right, let's jump into some MCU news. <laughs> no, 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 no. Run it back. I want some more YouTube kind of crossover with the Star Wars territory. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't found what I'm Wookie for. Yeah, there you go. Oh, that reminds me, man. Like, I, I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet, but I might, I'll just go ahead and plug this. A friend of mine by the name of Zach uh, is doing, like, a, I guess it's just, like, a, one of those Slice of Life type podcasts, but it's called Wookiee of the Year. Huh. Like, Rookie of the Year, like that stupid movie. And, uh, I don't know. I just think that's a clever title. I'm going to look into it. Maybe, hopefully, I think it's probably good. Um, do, or, or maybe do the, they're just high the whole time. I don't know. Do the Phillies sign somebody from Kashik? Oh wow! By the way, that just reminded me. I do. I listen to the Office Ladies podcast, which is about the Office, and Angela Angela Martin, who plays Angela on the Office, is a huge Star Wars nerd. Oh, I didn't know that. Like at one point in one of the episodes, um, Jenna Fisher, who played Pam. She talks about how she's never seen Star Wars, any of them. And she's like, yeah, I know. She's like, I tell people and everyone gets so disappointed in me. Disappointed! Exactly. And then she goes, like, I don't I don't know where, like, the, the giant bear guy's from. And as she says that, <laughs> literally in 0. 0.001 seconds, Angel Martin goes, Chewbacca, Kashyyyk, like... She just, she like comes in so hot with the Star Wars knowledge. I was taken aback. It was very surprising. I don't know. Anyway, sec, you know, sequitur, I guess, non sequitur. Let's talk about Captain Marvel, too. Um, so, a lot of people championed the movie. Ultimately, I think we felt like it was, it was fine. It was a good movie. But we wanted more. We wanted her to kind of do more and, and just. And then even in Avengers um, Endgame, you know, do more. We want, like, if you're going to build up this character, well, let's see people, it. Some people, some people said, no, she did too much. You think so? Oh, that's right. There were people yeah. that said that. I'm kind of uh, I'm kind of one of those people. Okay, Joe's one of those people. Yeah, she's a little, she's a little too OP, man. Uh, she's, she, she, she's, she's stronger than anyone, you know? So they're going to do the same thing they did with, like, uh... Uh, not the Flash. Uh, Quicksilver, and like X Men. Let's break his fucking ankle. And, <laughs> so he's out you know, for the whole movie. He's yeah. fucking worthless. Oh know? Jesus! Yeah, I love that you brought that up. That <laughs> goddamn it. 
Like, man, way to, way to. It's the smallest things. Like, oh, oh, we should just trip him? Fuck it, let's do that. Like, does anybody have, like, a broom or just, like, I like that they built up this super cool character in that franchise, and they're like, no, 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 he's too strong, we gotta take him out. So lame. Exactly um, what they did. It, it, it is... It's just too OP. Just too... You, too, you bring too. up a good point, though, because you don't want her to be Superman, right? Where, like, yeah. you have this character that's so powerful, it just throws everything out of whack. Um, well, you know, it's kind of interesting that you mentioned that, because in the comic books, spoilers, I guess, for people, because it was 40 years ago, but whatever... <laughs> In the comic book, the X-Men character Rogue, because she has the mutant ability to, like, steal people's life force or whatever, you know, by touching them, uh, she actually steals Captain Marvel's powers in the comic book. Oh. And lo and behold, the rumor, it's a rumor for now, but, you know, there's smoke, fire, so on and so forth. Um, The rumor is that the first MCU mutant is going to, in fact, be Rogue in Captain Marvel 2. Which I gotta say is pretty inspired because that is literally from the comic book. That's that's really amazing. But, you know, the source, what if they're like, well, I'm just gonna say some shit I read in the comic that was from 40 years ago. You know? I don't know. Like, you're saying, like, what if... What if they just tell the exact same story? Well, no, I'm just saying, like, you know, the source, whoever, like, is spreading this rumor. Oh, that they just read it, and so they're just kind of throwing that out. Yeah. Okay. uh, A fan theory, because it's kind of already happened. But that being said, that's still crazy exciting, because then you get, you know, X-Men finally in the MCU, which is something I think we've all been waiting for it. All my previous statements about like, oh, in game, that's it. It go away because like, holy shit, you know, mm-hmm. like this is it. Like, okay, cool. This is round two of ten years. You know, right? Uh, the like next- they, could, <laughs> they could build this. Right. This could be the main through line for the next ten years for sure. Yeah, and um, that's amazing. Yeah, I think it's Chris. What are your? What do you? How do you feel? You know, knowing that, that it's possible that Rogue shows up and they and they go that route with it. I mean, Rogue is like. One of the top tier of the top tier mutants, right? So I think that's a pretty strong opening bid. Uh, yeah, I, I, you remember how they're like uh, saying, like, oh, maybe we have to have uh, Super Spider-Man be in the Captain Marvel films to kind of like shore that franchise up because everybody likes Spider-Man, but not enough people like Captain Marvel. Fuck that. Put Rogan there. That's great. I think them two, man, yeah, what a fucking movie that would be. I'm just, I, I hate that we're building ourselves up and it's not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 we are doing that. Just, we're definitely doing that. It happened in the first place. Like, how did that get past the, like, the comics authority or whatever the fucking code was back then? Like, Rogue is in Captain Marvel? Yep. Yeah. Dude. It's like, I guess real. We're doing hard R for Disney with this one? It's the hardest of ours. It's that stuff 2020 Gotta energy. Get Hashtag. Get the power out. Oh, man. So much power. So so let's say Rogue happens, right? Yeah. Who would who would like oh. you want to be casted? Let's let's hear it. Right. Oh man, on the spot. Yeah. Um well here's the thing. I think Anna Packman was great, but uh I doubt oh. they I mean, I don't think they're gonna go that you know, that route again. That was twenty years ago or whatever. Mm. Um man. Uh yeah. Oh, yeah. you know who I would like? Um oh, I think she's 
Is that okay? Let me name someone and then tell me if she is. I think she's in that uh, that new mutants movie though. Uh-oh. Uh oh. But they could just like say that's not even a real thing, right? Um, the girl that's in Emma, that that movie Emma that just came out. Oh yeah. What's her name? Anna Taylor Joy, right? That's her name. Anna uh-huh. Anna Paquin. That's not it. No. That's all right. I'm gonna. Uh, uh, I'm, I'm looking it up. It's uh. Anya Taylor-Joy. Anya Taylor-Joy, right. I think, oh, I, be great. I think she would be great. That's That would be my pick. But I think she might be in The New Mutants. Uh, mm-hmm. Joey, if you've got a browser up. I've got a browser. Uh, let's see. Here. New Mutants. While he's doing that, Chris, who do you got? Man, yeah. I don't know. Uh, I was going to say Florence Pugh because I saw her and oh. I thought she was pretty good. But she's already in fucking Black Widow. She's a Black Widow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's him. This uh, juggernaut just snatching everybody up. Uh, uh, Time Machine and Sarah Michelle Geller. Um, yeah, that'd be good. I mean, she, she can do it now. Why not? Uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, she might be too young, but that girl from JoJo Rabbit, the not Scarlett Johansson. Oh, oh, the yeah, 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 the the Drew. She is <laughs> yeah. in mutants, by the way. She's in the. She's in the mutants. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Because I think she plays um, magic. magic, yeah. So, okay, because we don't, we still don't know where that movie falls. Because it's mm-hmm. the last like Fox made X Men movie, right? If they ultimately decide that that's just not in continuity, which I I really feel like that's gonna they're gonna settle on that because I don't think it's gonna do well. Um, if they just scrap that from continuity, then that's my first choice. That Taylor comes out Joy. in a month, by the way. Yeah, I know. Yeah, Where are the ads? Yeah, Where are the exactly. ads? Like, Where just... the ads? Because the movie's terrible. There were the ads. That's why. <laughs> um, I saw Emma. I saw a sneak peek of Emma. Weird flex, but all right. It's really good. It's a really good movie, and she's really, really good in it. And uh, I think she would be great as Rogue. Joey, who, who do you got? You threw the question out there. You got anybody? Uh, I was thinking, it's funny you say, like, uh, Emma. Uh, I was actually thinking of... Um... Emma Stone, <laughs> you know, okay. uh, you know, just, just, uh, just cause I don't know. I just think now that she's a little older, she kind of fit that character pretty well. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, yeah. uh, I don't know. I, you know, I, plus I just think she's just a really good actress. That's kind of like, hasn't got enough like roles lately. Uh, she, you know, she had to go back and do like zombie land too. Um, which honestly was pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, you're right. She she hasn't really been tied to anything lately, like not a franchise, especially. So right, I think she deserves a... a comic book movie. You know, oh well, I guess she was in a couple other ones, but I mean, like a big Marvel, like you know, <clears throat> right? Yeah. Um. All right. So she deserves for... to survive one of the movies. Yeah. 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 There you go. She. Um, okay. So we're going from one redhead to another. Hey. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We got oh this is the this is Chris time right now Chris time Chris time in the house that that's the official Chris time music oh man how excited are you um first look we got a first look at as uh, of Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy and I gotta say where we left off with Venom. Uh, by the way, Joe, I don't know if you know this. Anytime we reference that movie, it has to be said in the like tone of the Eminem song Venom. that accompanies that movie. So 
<laughs> required under contract to. So, Notice. where we last left off, Mister Harrelson in the uh, in the stinger on that film was a whole lot of oof. <laughs> uh, he was bald. He was. Was he? I thought he had some crazy fucking curly hair going on. Oh, did he have curly hair? Oh, yeah, he did man. have the crazy curly hair. My bad. He had the stupid wig. That's right. He had the bad wig. Um, it just it felt really weird, and we immediately were so concerned, like that they were gonna fuck this up. But since then, hey, we've got Andy Circus directing, so that's great. Tony Stark used to say that. Tony oh, Stark used to say that. <laughs> I'm looking at his picture right now. Uh, it looks like he's in some sort of shop. And it's yeah. just one one giant curl in the front. I don't know what's going on. It's almost like a guile haircut, and it's really red, and he's wearing like a Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> he's doing uh, a lot. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, I see this being pretty awesome. Uh, no, yeah, you that's know, what like, I'm saying. I mean, it's it, it, it's insane, but the dude is insane. So I kind of yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, it's no, I'm 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 totally on board. I think these first look that we got here looks good. I think this is exactly what you want. Um, Joey, you know Richard uh, Richard Evans of uh, Rivers Want. Yeah, uh, he's a huge Carnage and Venom fan, right? And so when he saw these pictures, he was like, "Weird, stupid red haircut, check." Uh, awkward attire, check. Woody Harrelson looking weird and crazy, check. Like I'm in, you know. Yeah, and I think he's right. I think he's right. I think this is a really good first look. I think this is, you know, we couldn't have really hoped for better than this. Chris, what are your thoughts? Yeah, he kind of seems like one of those rainforest frogs that, you know, if you lick, you get the, the <laughs> yeah. side effects from, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, nature has evolved him to warn others of his presence. That's what he looks like. Uh, yeah, that weird fucking haircut, man. <laughs> it just, it's like get out the, the fuck out the way of this guy. It's a real mood. It's a real mood. Big twenty twenty energy. Yeah. Uh, right, so, I think yeah, it's gonna be sure. good though. I think I think it's gonna be good though. I, I'm uh, I'm excited for it. I mean, you know the the Venom movie wasn't that good, um, but it wasn't like oh, I gotta turn this off. But it right. wasn't like you know back it, in the day we say like is it blue worthy really. Yeah, worthy uh, of a of a Blu-ray. It, it definitely yeah. wasn't. Mm. Um, you know that that Venom kiss and the, the start of the third act didn't sell you. Nah, I'm for oh the Venom kiss. Venom on Venom is true. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we were all hoping for. Oh, so good. Uh, uh, are we gonna see Spider-Man, or is this still considered Sony? Oh my God, who who knows, man? What a mess that whole thing is. Um, <laughs> I I would love to see it. I feel like they might do like a Morbius thing where like in Morbius you see um, Vulture, right? You see Michael Keaton right in the trailer. I think they're going to do something like that. I think they're going to they're going to pull in like an ancillary character mm-hmm. and then maybe in a third Venom movie slash Venom Spider-Man movie, they're going to bring it together. I, I feel like that's what they're going to do. I have no idea. Um I love Tom Holland as Peter Parker's Spider-Man, so I, I really want him to be in as many things as he wants and can be in. Um, we'll see. You, you know, it's funny you said, like, you know, Venom wasn't that good. Like, I think when we talked, we did the review, I think we just said it's just a movie. Like, 
Yeah. Like, yeah, it's not bad. It's it's not it's not great. It's just kind of a movie. It's just kind of there. Yeah, and, um, a, po- a popcorn flick, if you will. Yeah, yeah. So I hopefully with uh, Andy Serkis's deft hand at the you know at the director in the director's chair is is going to add something to it. He's only Let's got go. one left. He, he... he only has one left. He's lost the other one. <laughs> it, it was. Uh... I thought you were just a crazy American. <laughs> oh man. Um... All right, so I again, I feel like the internet buzz around Cassidy and, and Woody Harrelson was pretty positive, pretty universally positive. Let's uh, let's flip that script Uh-oh. and look at a Warner Brothers par- project, The Batman. Right, Matt Reeves is the Batman, and first uh, they did. This is the thing that always happens nowadays because you know no one wants to fucking keep anything a secret anymore. There was a leaked phone image, a shitty, grainy picture of the bat suit, and then so Warner Brothers had to scramble and they they released a bunch of official pictures, uh, so that people could get an idea. Now I think in the official pictures, correct me if I'm wrong, it's actually the stunt double mm-hmm. that's yep. in the suit. It's the dude is it's not Robert Pattinson. Yeah, this guy uh, and has jowls, dude. <clears throat> Yeah, he's pretty. He's got jowls. He's kind of a bigger. Seems like a bigger dude. Um, we also see a small video of Batman on the Bat Cycle in the rain, and he he has a little little a little bat whoopsie. Little whoopsie. Uh, he falls off the bike. The bike goes sliding. He's not, not exactly Prince in Purple Rain, is he? It's not what you want. Um, the other thing that people were apparently incredibly concerned about, and I'm not joking, this is easily the most uh, commented thing I saw, was, wait, where's the cape? Oh, no. Does that mean they're doing a CGI cape? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. so many nerds were freaking out about this. So, like, obviously, if they're doing stunt work, you can't have a fucking cape, because, like, I-, I feel like you're asking for something to go wrong. They might CG the cape in, in like, that scene. Mm. But I imagine wherever Batman is going to be in the movie, his cape will just be a cape, like a normal cape. What do you all think? Am I wrong on that? Like, I just feel like that was more of a safety precaution thing. I thought his cape was just really small. It was just, like, behind him. We just couldn't see it. Okay. Like a real, like a little tiny cape? Like, like he flips it around and it becomes, like, a bib? No, 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 no. It's a necktie. It's a necktie in the front, cape in the back. There you go. Really doing some stuff. <laughs> I think the costume designer definitely took a second watch of an Incredibles, right? He's like, fucking yes. yes. No capes. Yeah. No and capes. the mode. And the mode. You can't uh, go wrong. Yeah. With that mode advice. Um, so it seems like people, I mean, this is a, this is a, a, a tale as old as time. It, nerds freaking out about the first appearance of anything in a film that isn't even remotely close to being done. And I kind of thought that the, the bat suit looked a little bit like Daredevil from Netflix. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And and that's uh, okay. Like, I'm I'm not mad at that. Um, I, don't, I don't know. I kind of think it's too early to tell. I think it looks okay. I don't think it looks terrible. I don't think it looks revolutionary in any way, but... The the cape could be from also like a Batman Beyond kind of style too, you know, yeah. um, if they they're going that route. But uh, you know, I think I was looking it up. The release is June of twenty twenty one, so we got a year and like you know, was it four months or something like that? 
before they're mm-hmm. finished, you know? So it's like, I mean, we haven't, we haven't really seen anything, um, just for the leak stuff and then those official fake photos, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you always got to kind of question how savvy the fans are on, like, uh, on shooting schedules and stuff. This could have just been previs. This just could have been, like, the stunt guy, you know, getting used to the suit. And yeah. Yeah. The yeah, and they could have been testing things out for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, and, and honestly, like, I don't know if you guys ride motorcycles, but holy crap, is it so hard to, like, ride in the rain. Uh, I, and, and then what the, the tires they're using are, like, prop tires. They're not even, right. you mm. know, they're, they're, I mean, they're tires, but they're, like, big-wheeled, you know, and... Uh, they're not designed. Right. It's, it's for the aesthetic of the of the thing for the movie, not yeah. for like functionality. No, not at all. Like that's something you prop up at like, you know, Comic Con and, and uh yeah, it looks cool, but definitely not something you want to be riding in the rain. Uh I would have I would have CGI'd all of that, uh rain and water, like hands down. Uh mm-hmm. instead of putting that dude in that kind of danger. And granted it literally looked like they were going like twenty, maybe twenty five miles per hour, but that still could kill someone. Uh, you know, um, putting like any sort of hazards in, uh, on that on that little ride, you know. So I mean, we have the technology, you know, um, or or get a real bike, you know. <laughs> uh, it's uh, I don't know. It was just kind. It was just kind of crazy to watch, you know, just being a, a, a motorcyclist myself. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's an excellent point. It's um, you know, I, I wonder. I wonder if they have had even considered that, like you said, to just CGI the weather effects, or you know, I don't know. That's really interesting. I, I'm trying to think because you know Matt Reeves worked on the Planet of the Apes films, mm. yeah, which are which are a lot of CGI. So you would think he would go that route, huh? I don't know. Interesting. Uh, they got stuck, man. Though they got, they got plenty of those dudes. Yeah, so. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> man, just disposable. Jeez, that's a take. Joey's got a take there. Um, oh, man. Let me tell you about a guy who has a fucking take. Mm. Harrison Ford. <laughs> I don't know if you all know this. Harrison Ford does not give a shit about Star Wars. So, you know, we covered at great length um, Rise of Skywalker. So much length. Uh, and, uh, Jesus. Where, where's the length, Chris? So long. Where's, where's the link? I mean, is it, take take a look. It's right there. <laughs> is it is it in a certain area? Is it a certain piece of clothing, perhaps? Might be in Skywalker's pants. There it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> we even talked about the Colin Trevorrow script and and what that movie could have been. Um, I'll tell you, Harrison Ford does not want to talk about Star Wars. Um. One of the kind of dividing scenes in Rise of Skywalker is uh, Kylo ends up, he sees his father and he has a conversation with him. It mirrors a lot of what happens in um, The Force Awakens. And, you know, a lot of people were like, well, is Kylo Ren, is that all in his head? You know, is he just kind of thinking to himself these things and just visualizing that way? Is Harris is is uh, Han Solo at that in that scene a Force ghost, which would have been really weird, because mm. uh, he's completely solid. He's not like a hologram style Force ghost. He's also never been shown to be like terribly Force sensitive. So, what? 
But, um, so somebody actually took it upon themselves to ask, I mean, bravest soul here. Uh, <laughs> they decided to ask Harrison Ford what he thought about that scene. They asked him, Harris, they asked Harrison Ford, do you think Han Solo was a force ghost in that scene? And his response, and I quote, is, a force ghost? I have no fucking idea what a force ghost is, and I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, uh, you know, he's a grumpy dude. I don't know why they're bothering him with this stuff. He does not like it. Um, I once saw him, and I'm sure, I'm sure this was a bit, but maybe it wasn't. I saw him come on a, uh, like a night, like a late night talk show, and they had some, like, super Lego nerd on the show that built this, like, really big Millennium Falcon at Lego. Oh, I remember this. And then Harrison Ford just, like, he drops it or he, like, throws it on the ground. Oh, and yeah. the, he acts like he he grabs it, he puts right. it like over his head, and he acts like right. it slips behind him. Yeah, he totally. Like he totally like it was intentional for sure. But... Right, like he's definitely gonna drop it. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. He's like, oh, oh shit, yeah, but it's, it's gone, except yeah. for without the old shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, so good. I just love how Harrison Ford. You know, we we like to say on the podcast, no one hates Star Wars more than Star Wars fans. Might be an addendum. Maybe it's nobody hates Star Wars more than Harrison Ford. Yeah, <laughs> just maybe. What, what's his? I want to know his thoughts on Indiana Jones. That's that's what I want to know. I, I think he likes Indiana Jones. Oh, okay, fair enough. I think I think he actually like enjoys that franchise. Yeah, um, I like the so one. I like getting I like getting dusty. <laughs> George George never wanted me to get dusty, and I said, "Fuck you." I mean, Indiana Jones. Wow. It's good. It's a good mm-hmm. Harrison Ford impression. The fuck is a force ghost? What the fuck is yeah. that? <laughs> I don't think I will. So, no, oh, Harrison, do you know, do you know, um, do you know Steve? Uh-uh. You know Steve, uh-huh. Steve Rogers? Yeah. He's got oh, my God. <laughs> Man, those two in the fucking cafe. I was about Just, to say, who's like a who's a more unapproachable question to ask? Is it Harrison Ford or Greg Popovich at any point in their lives? Oof. Ooh. Oh, but well, I mean, if they can make you feel stupid just for having like crossed paths with them, yeah. I mean, if it's after a Spurs loss, for sure, do not want to <laughs> be anywhere near Popovich. Yeah, <laughs> they're asking about Kawhi at all either. Oh man, yeah, don't want any of that. I don't want it. No, I mean, I'll, I'll talk to Harrison Ford a hundred times. Man, I want to talk to Pop just to ask him if that uh, the Kawhi Apple Time Apple Time bullshit. I, oh my god, dude! I want to know if that's true or not. Apple Time Apple Time literally has become part of my like core lexicon. <laughs> I drop Apple Time Apple Time almost on the daily, like. <laughs> Joey, do you, are you familiar with this Apple Time thing? I'm uh, googling it right now. Yeah, I've, it's I've never heard of it. Just, uh, yeah, just turn Kawhi Leonard Apple Time, Apple Time. I can uh, I, I got the quote here if you like. Oh, if you want a dramatic reading, the tweet was uh, it, it said before the quoted message it said, "Damn, Kawhi really is a different dude," and then begins the quote. 
While with the Spurs, Kawhi was known for his love of red apples. One time after practice, everyone decided to go out for a team dinner. When it was his turn to order, Kawhi waved off the waiter and instead pulled out a bag of 12 apples. Coach Popovich asked what he was doing, and Kawhi simply replied, Apple time, apple time. And then ate all 12 apples with a knife and fork. Holy shit. Oh my god, dude. I, I want that to be true in the worst way possible. Oh my god. Like, he's so weird. He's so weird. It's it's very believable. It's like not not believable. Right? It has to be true. It probably isn't, but it has to be true. <laughs> oh, apple time. Apple time is so good. Uh, I, I know it's a bit of a tangent, <laughs> listeners, but I hope you all enjoyed that because it has enriched my life in ways that I could never have imagined, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> um, something, something that enriched some of our lives. Actually, no, that's a fucking lie. Th- these things enraged us, or at least it enraged me when I was a child. Mm. Um, Tiger Electronic Games, right? These little handheld games. They were uh, maybe the size of your palm, and they had LCD screens that almost were like the the graphic capability of like an LCD watch from the eighties. Um, they had like a little cross pad on the left and then a couple of buttons on the right and they were all themed. So there was, you know, a WWF wrestling game and there was a Ninja Turtles game and an X-Men game. And Joey, I think you said off the air that you owned an Aladdin one, which I distinctly remember that game as well. There was like hundreds of these things. There was Mortal Kombat and Street Fighter and um, they were super uh, difficult to play, <laughs> and and the batteries ran out very quickly. Uh, the reason I bring this up is Hasbro is going to bring back the Tiger handheld games, including X-Men. That's going to be one of their first, I think, five or six uh, handhelds released. They're going to be $20.00. I think they're going to be like the exact same games. Like they're not going to be up, upgraded or anything. How do you, Chris, what was your, did you have a favorite of these things? Do you remember these things? Yeah. Yeah. No, I have paper boy and oh. I almost ended it in my life one day. Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> it enraged me so hard and it was just the stupid little thing. I think my screen got messed up at some point. And so like, I couldn't see some uh, obstacles coming or whatever. So yeah. yeah, that was that was fun times, man. Twenty dollars for a rage fest. That's yeah, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, it looks like they're releasing four games so okay. far. So it's like Little Mermaid, Sonic the Hedgehog three, uh, Transformers Generation two, and X Men Project X. So that's pretty. But it says that they're inspired by the original. Right. Those actually sound like new titles. Yeah. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty uh that's pretty cool. It's interesting. I if it's I wonder if it's going to use the same technology because I mean you can I I literally saw like a GameStop the other day like a little mini Tetris keychain where you could play Tetris and it was like in full color. Yeah. Um, and it was it was like twenty bucks, you know. So I wonder I wonder if these are going to be like in color. Or are they going to still use the LCD technology like the little weird line? technology that they had back in the day there there, I don't know. there might be video of it because it looks like they were at a a toy fair with it um yeah they had like the the, the toy fair 
Um, and that was pretty recent. It was a uh, 223. Um, and it looks like it's just the old school way, like that, just that basic little screen. And then, and then the, with the gray yeah. overlay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it too. Yeah. It does look like they're just sticking with it. I mean, you know, cool. It, it gets that nostalgia. You know, maybe we'll be able to beat it one day. <laughs> yeah, I might. You know what I'm seeing here that they actually haven't priced at 14.99. I remember seeing initially that it was 19.99, but 14.99. It's already come. Now you gotta, you gotta wonder <laughs> with you know like cell phones and people playing games on their phones and stuff that are super high tech. Is there room in this world for this kind of thing? It's a good novelty gift, I think. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, one of those little white elephant gifts, or it, yeah, or like a birthday yeah, gift. Yeah, or... give it to your kid who with their cell phone died in the back seat. I don't know. Okay, I think you're Anna. I, I, I was kind of out on it, but I don't know. Joyce kind of brought me around. <laughs> Kind of brought me around I, to stress. I don't have a hot take at all because I got distracted in my Google searching and I found like a Winamp, uh, like the original skin, but like an MP3 player. Like somebody made this. Nice. That's and like holes. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, just, I'm diverting all. What if you could? What if you could port that skin to like an overlay on Spotify? That Winamp. would be super cool. Yep. How cool would that be? I, I know. I know. Um, when you're streaming like Twitch, uh, you can put your Spotify music like playlist in there. Mm-hmm. It it would be mm-hmm. pretty easy to just slap an overlay right. over that playlist. Yeah, right. but uh, that's just me being. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna need to get a drop for like the member berry section that we are doing on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have to come back in and edit it after the fact. All right, we're come. Oh, you know what? Uh, before we get into the key issue, should we do should we do the uh, big wheel now or uh, after the key issue? What do you think? Uh, I, I don't know, man. It's really not in my hands. It's just oh shit. Oh, there, there, I guess we gotta do it. <laughs> oh, oh, Renner has spoken. Oh my god, that Jesus man. <laughs> How do you go through with that? Like, what? How did anyone let him do that? What happened? It, it, when, you, when you have your own recording studio at your at your home, yeah, every idea yeah. is great, man. Uh-huh, and yeah, shoot your shot, I guess. Um, big wheel winner for this week. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna, you know, based on what Joey said earlier, I'm gonna give it to maybe Matt Reeves or act, you know, producer X, whoever decided that um, putting that stunt dude in a shitty bike on rain, you know, <laughs> why? We have the tech, like Joey said, we have the technology. Just CGI that shit. Why are we outside? <laughs> Sound stages exist. You know, um, Gandalf would be pissed about that statement. He's so Who would Gandalf, be? he'd be oh. all sorts of pissed. <laughs> yeah, we don't have a Gandalf. Do we have a Gandalf trap? We don't have a Gandalf trap. We have an Akbar trap. It's either that one or this one. Hey, fuck you, man! <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's got a real Gandalf energy to it, so probably that one. 
All right, this week's key. Chris, did we come up with a key issue? Uh, yeah, drop? yeah, we totally did. I remember I wrote it down and I forgot to like look for it. <laughs> so it's that classic thing that you know, uh, uh, I'm incompetent. That's the classic thing. Yeah, yeah we're we're <laughs> professionals here. We uh, we've only been doing this for like several years. I, I got oh man, problem. okay. You got yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Go ahead. Uh, go that one. So key issues coming up. The real question is, what are those? Nice. Key issue is a is a topic where we have a roundtable discussion uh, about something that affects either the comic industry, the comic movie industry, or just kind of pop culture in general, and we kind of look at it from multiple angles. And boy, do I have a doozy for you guys this week. Um, this is wild. So let me break it down in just a couple of... Uh, like steps so uh, kind of the the cool nerdy thing about this is that dc came out with a comic book called doomsday clock and it's tied into watchmen and you know a lot of people pretty much consider it to be kind of a failure in terms of a story and what it's trying to do it also was delayed by like a year and a half uh but it came out late last year and in the last issue okay they they kind of go into the near future and they they talk about past events and current events but they also go into the near future and they talk about the year 2030 okay and they talk about something called the secret crisis hmm. right off the bat for any any comic nerd worth their weight and salt or whatever the hell that cliche what? is i don't know man i don't know cliches uh worth their weight in gold whatever i don't know uh in, in in Marvel Comics, their big crossover events are always secret themes. So it's secret wars, secret files, secret invasion, secret war. Uh, in DC, it's it's crisis, right? So infinite on crisis, Earths, the final crisis, uh, identity crisis, infinite crisis. Those are their big like tentpole events. So this clearly is is referencing both, right? In a DC comic book, they are heavily nodding towards something that's marvel related but they take it one step further in the next paragraph they talk about superman superman fighting thor across the galaxy in the year 2030 then they make an allusion to a rampaging behemoth green monster it's the hulk they're obviously referencing the hulk Okay, so that got like comic nerds like jumping, like what? What they're like? This this motherfucker's spitting. Like they <laughs> were in. A couple of months later, Donny Cates, who's like maybe the hottest writer in comic books, he's so hot right now. Uh, <laughs> he's writing for Marvel. They gave him a Thor book, a brand new Thor book for him to do, and in like the second or third issue, just kind of out of nowhere, within the story, like second third page. He references Superman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Batman, The Flash, and Aquaman. He doesn't name them, but he definitely is talking about those characters. And the art even shows kind of like blurred versions of those characters in a Marvel comic book. So this is pretty wild because... There hasn't been a cross-promotional crossover like this between Marvel and DC since the mid-90s. Um, 
so just on that front, that's pretty nuts. Um, but there's there's so much more, and it kind of brings in this whole Bob Iger, Bob Chappick thing as well. Um, the other thing happening on the DC side is Dan Dido was fired. Okay, so just real quick uh, primer for the listeners out there that might not be familiar with this. Um, when DC restructured their editorial a few years ago, it was a three-headed, like, Severus thing. Like, it was Jim Lee, Dan Dido, Jeff Johns. Jeff Johns eventually left to go to Warner Media and handle more, like, the movie production stuff. And so then it was Jim Lee and Dan Dido. Well, Dan Dido was fired. Kind of unceremonious, ceremoniously. Um, and out of nowhere, it just took everyone by surprise. This happened just like a, about a week or two ago. Mm. Uh, and then the Bob Iger inf- thing happened. Like, they happened within about 48 hours of each other. So it was really weird. Um, and so Dan Dino's got... So now Jim Lee is the last guy there. He's the he's the only... He's, like, the only editor left. And the rumor is... Okay. The rumor... And I think this was um, talked about maybe in Forbes... Uh, on Forbes' website. But a couple of other places... Uh, maybe Newsweek. Um, they were talking about this idea that so DC Comics on the publishing side, they're going to roll out this new initiative called 5G. All right, the the initial thing was called 5G, like the, but because of the th- right because of the phone stuff, they're changing it to Generation Five. Mm. But it's a crazy idea, and uh, I'll get your thoughts on it in just a second. But let me explain what it is. So what they're gonna do supposedly is take every DC character that's ever existed whenever they originally were introduced and they're going to age them accurately to whenever they were introduced to now. So, like, Superman's going to be, like, 80-something. Batman's going to be 80-something. Wonder Woman's going to be, like, 70-something, 80-something, whatever. Um, So, like, Superman and Wonder Woman, okay, they should be fine, right? Like, they could still... But, like, Bruce Wayne? His dude's going to be, like, 80, whatever. Like, how's that going to work? Uh, the Flash came out in the 60s, so, like, how's Barry Allen going to work? Um, and supposedly, the the directive is that once this is in place, no writer in any DC comic can change it. Like, they can't do, like, a, well, we're going to use magic and revert something, or we're going to use time travel or whatever. Like, it's it's in stone. And supposedly, one of their head writers, a guy by the name of Scott Snyder, who writes on uh, Batman, among other things, is like, does not like this idea. And and he wants nothing to do with Whoa. it. And that apparently had something maybe to do with Dan Dido getting fired. Uh, so it's kind of weird. Like, are they still going to go through with it or not? Um, I'm going to, before I continue, because there's more to this story. <laughs> it's nuts. But let's stop there for a second. Let's talk about this. Um. What do you think, Joey, I'll start with you. What do you think about the idea of, let's just say DC and Marvel have been planning a secret crossover event that either happens sometime later this year or next year? Like, are you in on that? Or do you think, what do you? What are your thoughts? Um, well, you know, with uh, with Disney buying out everything, uh, this would obviously like open up that door for me to like, all right, okay, we saw this comic, it was successful. And let's go ahead and let's go ahead and you know, let's take over DC and buy from uh, AT&T, um, and uh, that's you know that's where I, I would see that going down. 
um, it's almost like a beta test. You know, let's see how this right. how this rolls out. And then, you know, before you know it, like 15 years from now, we're rocking, you know, it's all one universe, you know, or maybe multiverse. But, you know, we're going to see movies uh, with with both DC and Marvel because we haven't seen that yet, yeah. have we? Like that's uh, that hasn't no. happened. Yeah. So, you know, that would be this would be a great way to get that, like, get the ball rolling. Like, OK, let's do some comics and uh, and uh, it's it just going to open up these giant doors for uh you know the 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 disney overlords to just go ahead and uh take over the the next you know, yeah. the next piece of it just, just build that hotel yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, build that hotel on boardwalk but, but i am um, excited i mean this is still yeah. very exciting um you know uh i don't want to go to the disney route i'd rather be like a partnership like kind of how they did with sony at first um yeah. that's what i would want to see and um but yeah i'm i'm you know, I, I didn't know much about it until, you know, we, we talked about this. I looked it up. I was like, oh, this is really yeah. cool. Um, as someone who doesn't, you know, get to get a chance to read a lot of comics, um, this definitely excites me to the point where, like, all right, if this is going to be a thing, I want to be there day one. Uh, right. Which I guess already happened in issue number 12 of uh, The Watchmen. Doomsday yeah, Doomsday, Doomsday yeah, Clock. Doomsday Clock. Um, so now it's like, okay, well, maybe I should jump on the doomsday clock uh run and uh get caught up you know because it seems like this is going to be uh possibly very important for the comic book future right you know it's really interesting about your idea because what there's a second part to this that ties in pretty much exactly to what you just said (laughs) and and well no that's great i love your point because we're gonna get into that in just a minute but before we do that chris what do you think about this? Just on the publishing side, in terms of like a crossover happening, like a secret crossover, maybe. Yeah, uh, that could. I mean, that, that would definitely get me going back to my local comic book store, right? It's just that's like spectacle that you don't really get too much of nowadays. Like you get the absolute carnage, you get the the dark knights or the dark justice, whatever the hell that was. Like more metal knights, I think it was. Yeah, Metal Knights. And that's the Zack Snyder thing, or the Scott Snyder thing that I was talking about, where he, he was like, I don't want any part of this generation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's, um, I mean, you get some sort of cool things going on uh, that don't really last too much. This kind of, it's, it's radical. Like, they're, they're really going for it, man. They're, I mean, fucking, they're all in without even looking at the flop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, a, well, that's a great way of putting uh, it. Yeah. That, that, I, that I, news I, about Dan Dido, though, I mean... That kind of, I mean, I've been a fan of his for like a long time, like uh, early two thousands, I guess, when he first, you know, started that White Flag song he had, um, and that Thank You. I know there's that crossover that he really hit big, and he did that thing with Eminem. Uh, Eminem Venom. Yeah, right. Venom, uh, yeah, that, that thing. <laughs> but man, I'm just excited for Dead Dido to get back oh, out God. there and start touring. You know, back to where he yeah. really likes to do it. <laughs> it's passion. Oh man. That's great. All-time take from you, Chris. Uh, Okay, so the second part to this is the rumor is that if this Generation 5 thing doesn't take off because DC Comics apparently have been operating at a loss, not surprising because I think Marvel is as well on the publishing side, Um, if this doesn't work out that... AT&T, the parent company, and then Warner Media, the sort of subsidiary under that, which controls um, DC Comics Publishing, they might just, and this is kind of speaking to what you said, Joey, they might just kind of walk away from the table. Um, 
So the the thought is either they're going to cancel the physical publication of comic books, of DC Comics, move strictly to digital format. The other option that's being discussed is they trim down to like a core five titles. So right now they have like, I don't know, 50, 60 different comic book titles. So they would trim down to five, mm. and those would come out once a month, and then that would be it. Mm. Just those five books. The other option is they fold it all together and and license out the characters that they have. So Flash, Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Justice League, all the characters, to other publishers, i.e. Marvel, would pay a, a licensing fee and then would be able to use the characters as however they wanted to. If that's the route they go, this is what I think actually ends up happening. It kind of speaks to, to what you said, Joey, because I think if, if they're willing to, to accept money to license the characters out, I think ultimately what Disney's going to do is go, oh, okay, well you want us to give you like $500 million to license these characters or whatever. We're just going to give you 25 billion to buy the characters outright. Oof. Like they, they have the money to do yeah. that. And so we're kind of in an interesting place right now because I, I, on one hand I'm so geeked about this DC Marvel crossover happening in the actual comics, but here's the question I'm going to pose to each of you. If it, if it, if it's between getting like a reduced amount of books like say five characters or like four characters in one Justice League book or Disney owning the DC characters but maybe keeping Marvel and DC separate like continuing the two publishing brands mm. uh, you know even though Disney would own both they could still continue both brands separately and then cross them over as they see fit which would you prefer? Would you would you like for DC to to maintain its integrity as is within the Warner Media conglomerate because that's where it's from and that's where it belongs, even though it might be diminished, or would you be for Disney essentially monop? Not really, because Image actually still exists. And they, to be fair, I think Chris and I talk about this all the time. Image puts out the best books that you can read right now, um, but D- Disney would in in effect, almost have a monopoly on the comic publishing side of things. Where do you guys fall on that line? Uh, Chris, where, where do you fall? I think I really am intrigued and would totally prefer like the trim-down method of uh, DC, having like five books that release like you know semi-regularly. That, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not like a hardcore comic book collector, so I'm not in the whole scarcity game. So maybe that's my take on it, and that kind of influences things. But I'd actually really like that. That sounds keep upable, you know, uh, as it is now. Like, just where the fuck do you start? I, I I keep meaning to get in on this Red Lantern, who's actually a cat, who's like vengeful and murderous. But oh man, the cat, so good. I, it, there's mountains of things to read. It's just mm-hmm. I would really like that. I think that would be kind of cool. That would make some excitement go back into the publishing side, right? Uh, if you had these like comic book releases almost like um uh I, almost like events into yeah, themselves yeah 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 unto themselves that would be really yeah. kind of cool that'd be kind of cool that'd be something that's not been done for a long time <laughs> so i think uh yeah that would almost like 
perpetuate some sort of like a almost like a like a trend through nerd culture. Like, dude, you gotta you gotta go to fucking Wednesday. We're all there. We're gonna get the latest comp- uh, the latest release of tech. We're gonna get the latest issue of tech that they put out. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but you know, in jokes aside, I, I think that'd be actually pretty intriguing. It would almost it would almost make at least the DC part of it on the publishing name to me. It almost makes it like a pop up shop. Yeah. Right where you where it's like this event and where there's like buzz around it, this kind of built-in buzz. I just wonder if they can make enough money that way. Mm. Um, you know, uh, the heyday, the golden era of comics as a commodity was the early '90s. Mm-hmm. Right, the highest-selling books were X-Men and Spider-Man, and they sold monthly millions of copies. Millions. So let me hit you with this: what Footlocker yeah. is doing is they see the whole resale market, right? So they have mm-hmm. gotten like StockX, yeah, StockX, Goat, um, eBay back in the day. Uh, they're now pretty heavily invested, I think, into Goat. So they're on these resale apps. So whatever inventory they don't manage to move in stores, they'll just move to you in the resale market. Um, could that be wow. something could, that comic books are kind of like? Do the comic books come to that model too? Do, is, is there like a you know resale model for comic books in the future? Like a StockX, but for comics. Yeah. Like, like it would just be called like issues, like the issues app or something. something. Like, yeah, yeah, with like the vowels taken out to make it look cool. And, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Man, that's that's interesting. That's a, I mean, I don't know why you're giving away these amazing a, million dollar I'm, ideas. I'm actually starting awesome. the website right now. So, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Uh, he went. He went to uh, to. Uh, I'm saying, what's, um, there's a there's a whole GameStop thing. It's like the. The the people who put this out there, like Kojima is not going to get any money if you buy Death Stranding pre-owned. Do right. do you want some sort of way to do that? Here's the way to do that. Fucking own the scarcity model. Yeah, yeah that's uh, that's a great idea. Uh, well, Chris just threw that out there too, Joey. But where where do you fall on this? What 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 is what would be your ideal outcome? Um, I would go with option C, and that would be that they end up licensing the characters but don't they don't get bought out by disney um okay. and basically i mean I, I would i would like to see them put like hold their ground on that point um mm-hmm. and honestly i think about the opportunity that if someone could pay you know x amount of dollars and not be a huge company but put out like their own like batman movie like on youtube as a youtube channel and mm-hmm. you know be able to monopolize on that Hell yeah, because then we start getting like these amazing independent like movies right. put together. Like uh, they did a like a Power Rangers one that got pulled off. It was like a fifteen minute short. Oh, I but, remember that one. Didn't that one have James Vanderbeek in it? Uh, is that the one you're yeah, talking about? Where it's like real kind of yeah, gritty? Su- yeah, super. Yeah, it's brutal and it's like, I mean, I loved it. So then you get started getting like official like fan made. Uh, movies put out that you know that the box office is not going to do. They're going to keep it super uh, corporate, you know. Um, right. And, not take chances. Right. Exactly. Like safe. you know, they're going to they're going to yeah. fucking kill some people or uh, you know make Batman gay or something. You know, like you just don't know. Yeah. What's going to happen? And, and, and whenever these like independent writers get an opportunity to do this, um, yeah. and that's what I would love to see with the next step because i mean uh, other than that they're just doing the same shit over and over you know like yeah 
I mean, I get it. It's a different Batman. It's a different kind of like universe. But ultimately, like you're still like catering to the same kind of group of people, you know, and uh, I feel like this would be a really good chance to like get the independent, the kind of like super hardcore fan uh, a chance to like create their own story and bring it to life um, officially and not get thrown off the Internet um, or sued by Saban or anything like that, Um, you know, and uh, that's that's at least my. Sense because we haven't had that opportunity to do such a thing. I mean, you always see like fan right. art, which is to me like usually better than the OG. Um, no, I can't say usually, there's some really good stuff though. Um, yeah, but uh, but yeah, I don't know, that's at least my thoughts. And then uh, that that resale back to that question, uh, or I think the topic you kind of just brought up, um, I don't know how well that would work for comics, you know, uh, being something made out of paper. Uh, you know, in, in a digital era, you mm. know, um, that's like my only kind of like two cents on it. Uh, you know, I get it. It kind of works for like college, you know, buying used books because it's like, yeah, fuck paying, you know, thousands of dollars for right. for a book. You know, um, I'm all about it. But if you end up, you know, saving, you know, a dollar or two, then buying a new one. Uh, to me, I, I don't see that being a, a really justifiable like. Versus, like, the hundreds of dollars you save with textbooks. Right, 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 exactly. It, you know, it just the uh, the the value difference isn't, wouldn't make a, a difference for me. I, I wonder, bringing, you bringing up that makes me think of another thing, is what if comics pivot to more of a vinyl model, right? So, like, vinyl records outsold CDs for the first time in last yeah. year. And, and, you know, they're kind of fragile. You know, and the in the cost of manufacturing a vinyl versus what it sells for plus what it sells for used or whatever, like that there's not like a lot of difference in all of those yeah. things. Um and not like the way like it's a college textbook. So I wonder if there could be a melding like of what Chris said, like you said, like the stock X goat model with a vinyl model. Mm-hmm. But incorporated into comic books, there might be something there because even though MP3s and Spotify and streaming and Apple Music exist, by the way, find us on Apple Music and Spotify, Blood. comic book characters. Uh, even though those things exist, vinyl records sell a lot. I mean, they they sell; they have a market. Um, so maybe maybe you pivot comics that way. I, I don't know. I don't. It's it's a pretty big question, but I think it's something worth thinking about. Uh, it's a crazy time right now. I think. <laughs> the the whole the whole vinyl thing. Um, I don't see that really going away. But when people invest in vinyl, it's really an aesthetic. Uh, it's not for better quality. Like, you know, they may say it is, but it's really not. Like, you're actually listening to a, a crappy version of that song. Um, does it have an extra texture to it? Yeah, absolutely. You're gonna get that dirt on that needle, you know. Um, but yeah, definitely not better. And but you know same thing with comics is like if you really want to get that like nostalgic factor I think the events idea is a fantastic way to you know bring people into like a comic book shop you know instead of like oh hey new comic Wednesday it's like no they're dropping this you know and create and actually put ads right. up for because you don't see that like you don't see like right uh, like a lot you you know you just hear from other comic book people like oh yeah cool like this is coming out but you don't actually see like ads like hey this is dropping right. right now. You know, it's going to be one of five of this series. And then bam, like, you know, 
then 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 you have people going back to the uh, the old school way. I think that's how I would do it. You know, um, if if we're gonna keep up with the the um, kind of digital age. Yeah, and, and absolutely. That's bringing forth. I, I, you bring up another great point though when you're talking about aesthetic, like with the vinyl. Um, there's something to be said about holding a comic book in absolutely. your hand. I know a lot. Like I have a, I have a tablet. You know, I re, I have a ton of comics digitally, and sure for convenience and space and all of that, it is great, and the colors are vibrant and and all that. But there is just something about having a comic book in your hand that you cannot replicate um, digitally so far. Um, so that you know, again, that's just an interesting thing, and, it, and maybe ultimately that is the answer. Maybe comics need to pivot to kind of more of a exclusive, um, I won't say trendy, but just like really digging into the aesthetic of what they mm. are to, to really succeed going forward. But again, it's crazy. Cause like this all kind of bore out of this idea that there is this maybe secret DC Marvel publishing crossover. Right. And it just opened the door to this like much larger thing that could affect literally how comics are in the next couple of years. Like we might be two or five years away from DC publishing comics, not existing in the way that we know them. And that's crazy. They've been around for like almost a hundred years. <laughs> yeah. They have uh, that, that, that app too now where it's, you know, you yeah. can as like seven bucks a month. Uh, you can get like all the yeah, comics. I, I hope they're folding that though. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, they're going to, I think Warner's going to, start their own streaming site and they're going to fold it into that in some way. Dun, oh, dun, dun. I mean, if, if they added more uh, to the comic, like, like on the digital mm-hmm. side, like, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen like some of the ads, uh, for some comics, but they make them like 3d, which to mm-hmm. me, like, I don't know, they kind of animate them, which just kind of brings that comic to life. I'd love yeah. to see that. Um, you know, uh, on the digital side, and then there was this other company. I was at. I don't know. Have you ever been to C two E two? Um, the 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 Chicago Comic Con. No, I haven't been there, but I'm familiar with C two. So there was yeah. a there was a booth there, and they had they were selling comics, but they're like, but you have to kind of like read it with your phone. I'm like, what? They're like, yeah, it's it's all this like new tech, and it's really neat. Like you download this app, and essentially as you're reading the comic was animated in on your phone right which was really right. i thought was pretty pretty cool but then again now i have to like flip a book while holding my phone so you know right. <laughs> it's kind of a yeah, lot it's a lot but it was the, the idea was super cool and i was like wow well, that's that's pretty awesome it's so cool that you bring that up because yes that's a more interactive version of that technology but in the early 2000s Marvel and uh, actually a, a few independent publishers came out with DVDs that were called Anacomics and they were animated comic books. That's awesome. Um, and they're exactly what you think they are. Like they're literally like the panels of the comic but like you know there was like movement like very light movement. Right. Or, and voiceover. Oh, cool. See and, that right there. And I, I, I collected all of Whoa. those. <laughs> like, every one I could find. There's only about, like, 25 DVDs of those. I think I have 23 or only 24. Only 25. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. I'm a, you know, dude. Super, yeah, yeah. You know, so, but, like, they're great. I'll show you one sometime. Like, it, they're they're really cool. There was a Daredevil one. There was an Ultimate X-Men one. 
Um, there was a Hulk one that was really good. Um, anyway, there's a whole bunch of them, and they're really neat. I really wish they would have stuck with it. Um, I think that'll be a good place for us to stop in this discussion of this key issue, but it really is so open-ended, and it is something we're going to keep our eye on. Um, like, literally, the future could be anything with this, with this story. So I'm really curious what the listeners think about this, what they ultimately would want to happen. We'll probably throw a poll up on our Facebook page, uh, or you can hit us up at comicbookcharacterspodcast.com, and we'll throw a poll up. Um, before we end this episode, though, Joey, Bit Force, um, Super Bit Fest, first inaugural edition, hitting San Antonio, Texas, March 14th, 2020. Let the listeners know. We've got a lot of San Antonio listeners. Uh, yeah, so Super Bit Fest this is the uh, first year. Um, it's also, I was kind of digging, um, the first ever Nerdcore music festival to be in San Antonio. Um, so it's a, literally a festival dedicated to video game music, uh, nerd rap, nerd rock, you name it. Um, we actually are announcing this week uh, the debut of a brand new uh, symphonic orchestral or symphonic ensemble uh, called Super Galaxy Train. And it's like a 16-piece, like, big band uh, that's going to be playing some, like, awesome video game music. Um, so it'll be their debut, and it's it's uh, just basically, like, a bunch of badasses all from Texas came together to put this group together. Um, headed by Alana, who uh, is the flute player for Mariachi Entertainment System, who, uh, who will also be there. So, uh, yeah. Right, they're, they're Oh, yeah, amazing. absolutely. I've had the pleasure of seeing them multiple times in person, and they are out of this world like literally literally just them and this super galaxy train i mean even more so i think but literally if it were just them price of admission right oh yeah there. absolutely um right there so good but there's a lot of other acts um you've got uh you've got some nerdcore rappers right yeah yeah we got, we got uh, iq all the way from uh, florida um you know we got kadesh flow um i forgot where he resides i think it's tennessee um and then we also have um, another one from Dallas, uh, Creative Mind Frame. Uh, I mean, just, you know, so much. And then we our hometown hero, Gross Angel. You know, that's all like a nerdcore yeah. rap. And, you know, they're all they're all just phenomenal dudes uh, throwing down. Um, I mean, I think I think uh, I've read over the list and whatnot. We have like 16 bands and artists that are going to be on this, uh, this lineup, uh, which is perfect timing since they canceled, you know, River City Rock Fest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw uh, that. Was, uh, which I mean, I you know, I, I I feel bad for San Antonio on that side uh, because it's like you know people love that festival, uh, but at the same time, yeah. like you can just listen to Nine Nine Five Kiss and you're fine. Sure, um, you yeah. know, uh, nothing, no hating against the promoters because um, they do they do really good work. It's just yeah, but anyway, so if you want to hear something different outside like the box, this is where it's at. Um, this is you know. This festival will be of a kind. Uh, tons of other cool stuff like Pokemon Snap IRL. Um, it's exactly what it sounds like. You get put oh. in a little cart and um, you'll be pushed around uh, throughout the venue and you have to take pictures of Pokemon. Uh, I believe if you take pitch, uh, 10 like solid pictures of Pokemon, 
you get a, a gym badge um, at the end of, when you, of the ride. So it's pretty cool. Um, getting that swag. <laughs> I get all that swag. swag. Uh, oh, yeah, we have a yeah. representative from Nintendo that's going to be here uh, showcasing some like really awesome games and then giving away some free swag. Uh, super limited, though. She's only going to be there a few hours. Um, and uh, if we're lucky, I mean, if we're really lucky, she'll be showing off uh, Animal Crossing. Um, oh, uh, nice. If we're lucky. I mean, you know, they showed it showed it at PAX East uh, this last weekend. Um, right. And uh, so they may have gave her the green light to show it here. Maybe, maybe, maybe butter her up with some like fajita tacos, uh, right? Or something. Like get some, get some <laughs> nice San Antonian weapon. food. So it's the universal greeting. Yeah, it's, you know? uh, a big red and some barbacoa. Uh, yeah. And speaking of food, uh, it's Pie Day, uh, three fourteen, March fourteenth. Uh, it's a Saturday, not Friday, uh, but Pie Day, mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna have pizza uh, as food there, and we'll also have pizza yeah, pie. and we'll actually have pies like out there as well so uh yeah, yeah awesome. just a lot of cool initiative. and uh let the so so if listeners want to get tickets can they get them online or do they go at the door at this point it's a, it, we at have the... both still available um i believe it's gonna be like 15 bucks at the door which is still crazy reasonable for, like me take a dollar a band that's a dollar yeah. and a half. yeah that's <laughs> crazy uh, you're not gonna find that ratio anywhere yeah else. um so and then but uh, right now they're online there's 10 bucks uh plus like a few like fees this ends up being like 12 bucks um but yeah there's uh and then it's just superbitfest.com and it'll take you straight to like um our eventbrite ticket link and you can buy your passes we also have like the legendary badge badges oh yeah. yes please let the people know let the listeners know about these badges <laughs> oh my god let them know uh, so the legendary pass is uh, thirty bucks, but it gets you a T-shirt, uh, a tote bag for like all this loot, um, you know, all these loot drops that you have throughout the uh, event, and to get like a little map to see where they're at. And then on top of all that cool stuff, you actually get a really cool Game Boy cartridge badge that lights up, uh, one of a kind, um, handmade uh, by yours truly. So it is. Yeah. These things are so dope. Like. Um... You really have to see them to to believe it. They they look like Game Boy cartridges, and they they light up. They kind of glow and light up a bunch of different colors. It is it is literally the coolest fest or convention pass I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm not just it, like like not just saying that. It is absolutely the truth. Uh, you know, earlier I said that MES was worth the price of admission. If if you can if you can you know if you can. Get a few extra quarters out of your couch. Get this legendary pass because this badge, this uh, like trinket badge thing, it's so cool. It is literally a conversation starter. Um, you know, if you have trouble meeting people or talking to you know whoever you fancy, literally, like if you show this to them, they're gonna they're gonna be like, wow. And then there's your in. <laughs> you need to start talking. <laughs> Uh, uh, and, and those are only available online, so you cannot get that at the door. Um, you have to order those because we have to get your shirt size and all that. So, um, but yeah, and that's a uh, you know, I mean, there's tons of more happening. We're doing like a car smash. I mean, there's a bunch, but anyways, yeah, I hope to see you guys out there. It's all on the yeah, website, uh, right? No, we don't, we haven't updated that very well. <laughs> okay, well. I mean, it's it's updated with all the artists, but all the cool attractions are on the on the. We're building that right now. Do you guys have a Facebook page? Yeah, as well? yeah. Everything's going to be at Super Bitfest, um, so you can do 
uh, Facebook at SuperBitFest, or you can do um, you know Instagram, and we post everything uh, on the social medias, and they'll have all the uh, band announcements, all the attraction announcements, uh, all that are uh, all that is on there. Awesome. Well, Joey, I really want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show. Uh, really great thoughts on the key issue as well. Um, we'll be happy to have you again. Uh, we will definitely be seeing you at Super Bit Fest. Uh, it just it really sounds great, and I'm glad that you're bringing something new and different. Again, like you said, not to slight anything else that's been done here before, but you know, just like we talked about, like where. You know, don't do the same old thing all the time. Let's bring some new ideas, new characters. Let's let's revive DC Comics. Let's revive the 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 San Antonio music scene with some new energy. Uh, and really, I think this is an awesome opportunity for that. So, really appreciate you bringing this together for us here in San Antonio. Um, much appreciated for you coming on the show. You are always welcome back. Woo. And, um, yeah, until next time, ladies and gents, the Fortress of Potitude is closed. We love you 3,000. See you in a minute.